Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for everyone who's listening. And if you have been uh, giving us a shout out on Instagram, thank you doubly so. My wife and I have good Instagrams anyway. So if you haven't followed us on Instagram, you should. That's up for debate for me, but my wife has a great Instagram. So click follow, click like. Um, today we're going to talk about uh, something for me that hits close to home. We're going to talk about suicide. There's a story coming out um, of a minister, an associate pastor of a very big church, who um, young guy, 30 years old, who uh, took his life, you know, husband, father of two, and um, uh, was obviously way too young to die. But I think it's important that we talk about this because there are certain subjects that people get afraid to talk about when you say things like depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. And as a child of God, you need to understand the source of this. And then also, um, as future ministers, you need to understand the source of it to know how to deal with this. Um, the, uh, uh, there's a scripture that I'm going to read to you so we can begin to see the nature of what suicide is. You know, when this happened, I read the news um, on Instagram of, of how this happened. And this guy, uh, uh, some of his comments were that he never found, um, he never found, he'd struggled with this for a long time, depression, suicidal thoughts, uh, but he had never found help in the church because everyone just kept telling him, be, um, uh, just have faith, just have faith, just have faith. That was the canned answer, just have faith. And what the devil looks to do is he looks ultimately to get people to misunderstand what's happening. When people think it's a chemical imbalance, when people think, you know, this is just something that happens and whether it came out of tragedy, whether it was whatever, it's a door that the devil has opened. So the first thing you need to understand about uh, suicide is that suicide is a spirit. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear itself is a spirit. I think it helps um, when you say it's a spirit being, because when I say it takes on a personality, there's actually a spirit, which is uh, a fallen spirit, a fallen angel. There's a spirit of anxiety. There's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of suicide that looks to take people out. It's a sign to people's lives. The next thing you need to know that as a child of God, you can't be demon possessed. You can't be possessed and full of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues and be possessed by a devil. You can be oppressed. You can be uh, tormented, but you can't be uh, possessed by a devil. You can't be possessed by the Holy Ghost. That's why they, when you cast a devil out, the first thing you should do after you cast the devil out is get the person filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a scripture that talks about the devil gets cast out and then it returns with seven of its friends and, and it's the, the final situation is way worse than the beginning situation, right? It returns and finds the place um, uh, swept and, and open, right? That's why the Holy Spirit coming on the inside of you, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit seals you. Your, your spirit is sealed by the Holy Ghost. And so for you, as a born-again believer, you don't have to worry that you can just be possessed by a devil at any time. Like, oh, I went to sleep and I woke up and the devil had possessed me, right? It doesn't happen. You, you, you could backslide completely. You could ch choose to not serve Jesus out and out, renounce your Christian faith, and then open yourself up, because that'd be sinning against the Holy Ghost. Open yourself up to that, to the, to 
demon spirits at that point. But as a Christian who loves God, you can't like, oh, I went and watched a, a movie and got demon possessed. I'm not telling you to go watch t- horror movies. You shouldn't put that stuff in front of your eyes. There's a few things that Christians shouldn't do, and, and watching horror movies is one of them. As a Christian, you're, you're playing around with something you don't need to be playing around with. You shouldn't play with a Ouija board. It's something that Christians shouldn't do. I heard someone say to me, you know, Ryan, I just feel like I'm going to minister to people who have been through the occult, so I, I research and I dive into a lot of these things, and, you know, I watch darker movies, and that's bogus. That's saying like, hey, I really want to minister to, um, I really want to minister to people at bars, so I'm going to go drink with them so I can minister to them. You, Jesus was, it was the son of God when he walked the earth and he ministered to people because he was holy. He had power. It isn't about looking like sinners. He hung out with sinners and they liked him because he wasn't like the regular religious folk, but he wasn't partaking in their sins. All right. So, you need to know that you can't, as a born-again child of God, because of the blood of Jesus, if you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can't just be possessed by a devil. But need to understand that there's a, there's the, the devil hates you and that he will try to oppress you. There's a scripture uh, in uh, where Paul actually talks about how he was had this thorn in the flesh. And people like have made up things over the years of what it was, that it was some eye disease, which isn't true. But it was actually a messenger sent from Satan to try to plague him, to try to hinder him. When someone gets back to the young man who committed suicide, when someone gets put into ministry, they become a target. And that's why putting people into the ministry too early, I didn't know who he was, but he was 30, especially when he's dealt with depression and these things. It's There needs to be a covering and a protection for people like that. But depression is a spirit. Anxiety and fear, anxiety and de- uh, is a part of the fear spirit. And suicide is a spirit. I'm going to show you here in the word where it says that Mark chapter nine, I'm going to read from verse 14. And it says, and when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I bought, I brought my son to you for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast Cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And as it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, you mutant deaf spirit, I command you come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse so that most of them said he is dead. But Jesus took him up by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out, and he said to them, "This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer and fasting." 
And so here we see this boy who is demon-possessed, a deaf and mute spirit, was trying to kill the boy, was trying to cast him into the fire. He says many, the dad said many times since he was a youth, has this spirit tried to cast him into the fire and into the water. The devil hates you. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If he can possess someone, he'll use them for his ends. But if he can't use them anymore, he tries to kill them. That's what he does. That's how this works. I believe ultimately that's what happened to Judas. You saw Judas, Judas when he decided to betray Jesus said Satan entered into him. And then uh, in that moment when he got possessed by a devil, after Satan used him for what he was looking for, what did he do? He committed suicide. He threw himself off of a cliff. The devil drives people to commit suicide. Um, For me, I said that at the beginning that this hits close to home is because when I was uh, three years old, my dad took his own life. He committed suicide when I was three years old um, back in South Africa. When I was six months old, so rewind back, we had tried to move from South Africa to America. It had been my family's plan to do that. We moved here. My dad um, had what medical science calls a nervous breakdown. Um, And then we moved back, back to South Africa. And ultimately, my dad took his life. And so this is something that I'm familiar with because when I got called to the ministry, the Lord put in my contract that he signed me to when I was seven day, five days before my eighth birthday, he put a stipulation in there that part of the work that I was to do was to destroy the spirit that tried to torment my family. And so that was something that God set up for me to do. And, and I knew immediately what that was because there had been a attack against my family. And it was the spirit of suicide. And it's a spirit that tried to torment my family. It wasn't, hey, you're going to destroy the medical condition that tried to torment your family. It wasn't that you're going to destroy the, the, the brain dysfunction that's going to torment your family. It is a spirit sent from the devil to plague people. So now that we've got that out of the way, and now we've got it uh, clear, the, there's a few things that you have to know in dealing with this. I'm willing to bet that out of the 200 plus listeners that we have, there are people in here who've suffered from depression. The first thing that you need to know is that you aren't depressed. You don't have a condition called depression. There is a devil that's assigned to your life. I'm not saying you're possessed with the devil, but you can be hindered or oppressed by the devil. But there's a devil assigned to your life that tries to get you to accept the the feelings and and receive the condition of uh, depression. You are not depressed. There is no such thing as schizophrenia. That is something that it isn't an identity. You aren't depressed. You aren't suicidal. It's a spirit that owns that scenario, right? It's a spirit that carries those feelings. It carries that, let's just call it that infection for lack of a better word. There's a spirit that carries that infection and tries to convince you that it belongs to you. It's no different from a spirit of fear. The devil tries to bring fear into your life. It's up to you whether you yield to that spirit or not. You can yield to the Holy Ghost. You can also yield to a spirit of depression. You can yield to a spirit of fear. And so understand that as a born-again child of God, spirit-filled child of God, your spirit is sealed. The devil can't touch your spirit. You have been sealed. If you do a Bible search of the word sealed, you'll see in there, we've been sealed by the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? You think of a letter that has a stamp on it. And what they used to do now, we just lick the seal, right? And it seals. But they used to have a stamp that was in wax and they would stamp the seal onto this letter. And in doing that, what they would do is they sealed the envelope. And so someone could tell 
if the envelope was sealed when they opened it, if it had been opened or not. We've been sealed until the day of redemption. And so as a child of God, if depression has tried to have its way with you, first of all, understand it's not part of your upbringing. It's not part of who you were. When you got born again, you severed ties with your family, even though the man who uh, helped conceive me, right, was my, my natural dad. His name was Franz. Even though he committed suicide, God is my father. And so when I accepted Jesus Christ for myself, my lineage isn't taken from my lineage, the Yusta family lineage. It's taken from God Almighty. The blood in my veins is that of Jesus Christ. My heritage. Oh, you know, don't you know that, you know, heart conditions run in the family? Yeah, it was until I got born again. And my spirit now dictates who I am. Some of you need to rejoice over that fact. You aren't who your parents are. You aren't going to end up, you know, your father and your grandfather are both in the penitentiary. That's okay. You know who my father is now? He's not in a penitentiary. He's the father. He's the king of heaven and earth. He's the father from whom all fatherhood derives its title and finds its name. He's God the father, full of love. So compare me to him, okay? I'm of that lineage. Why am I so kind? Why do I have faith? Why am I bold? Why am I courageous? Why is there love in my heart? Because of who my father is. That's who I'm, that's who I, I draw my, my inheritance from. That's who I draw who I am, my character and my characteristics from. The devil wants you to be okay with not being okay. I was reading a little bit about the, um, the gentleman who took his life and he wrote a book called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. And I want to make this clear. It's not okay to not be okay. When something's going on, this is the thing with things like this is people don't want to talk about it. And so I've done altar calls for suicide. Why? Simply because it's a spirit that has to be dealt with. So we can sit and not talk about it or we can deal with the spirit. How is the spirit dealt with? By the power of the Holy Ghost. This is why the devil wants to remove power from the church because by removing power from the church, he takes away the option. He makes the only option, hey, go to a clinic and get it figured out. People end up on these drugs, these antidepressants. We've heard story after story of people who show up schizophrenic, people in Bible school now, schizophrenic, antidepressants, and the Holy Ghost set them free. Why? Because that's what the power of God is there for. The devil didn't, Jesus didn't come to the man and say, here's some antidepressants, you know, use these, take these pills twice daily, your kid will act less weird. Antidepressants deal with the mind and the problem is in the spirit. And so understand that as a child of God, even if you're not dealing with with the spirit of suicide, even if you're not dealing with depression, if you say, if you are, you say, what do I do? You need to, you need to, first of all, be in a Holy Ghost church and be in Holy Ghost meetings and ask God, stop pretending like it doesn't exist. And God set me free. This is something I'm dealing with. And then you need to get scriptures that talk about your mind. You know, when I was a teenager, the devil tried to attack me in the same area. You're going to be just like your father. You're going to be, you're going to take your own life. Your mind's going to collapse. You're going to have a nervous breakdown and you're going to commit suicide. And the devil tried to tell me the story. And he would even sometimes I would think certain thoughts and he would say, see, you're going crazy. And he would get me to question my own mind. How did I come out of that? The word of God. The Bible says that I have the mind of Christ. And I held that scripture like it was my own. And I held it in my heart and I repeated it. No, the Bible says I have the mind of Christ. We, you have to be vigilant about your thought life. You know, fear, fear will come if you let it. Fear will try to come if you let it. That's why any thought of fear, any thought of lack, any thought of anything, you have to do what we call uh, scripture thought replacement therapy, uh, TRT, thought replacement therapy, scripture in where you had uh, bad thoughts coming out. Oh, you know, 
you could have a tragedy. A family member could go home to be with the Lord. No, the Bible says with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. Oh, you're depressed. You're going to take your own life. No, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. No, I have the mind of Christ. No, I'm, I'm full of the life of God. Not only will I not commit suicide, but I'm full of joy. Hey, this is going to be a testimony. Second Corinthians chapter one, the, 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 that which with the comfort with which you are comforted with God will use so you can comfort other people. That's a paraphrase. Read it. Second Corinthians chapter one. This is what the power of God is for. There is peace of mind in Jesus name. The Bible says I'll keep him at continual peace whose mind is stayed on me. Depression is not continual peace, but there's a promise of continual peace. Let me pray for you right now. If you've been dealing with anything like this, any thoughts of suicide, any depression, I'm going to bind the spirit right now. And then you're going to find scripture verses and run them through your heart, run them through your head. If you don't live here in Tampa, you need to come down. You need to be in a Holy Ghost church, first of all, but you need to come down and come to a camp meeting and get in the anointing. The Lord will set you free. But I believe for many of you, today will be a day of breakthrough as we take authority over that. The Lord has commissioned me as part of my work in the kingdom to deal with this spirit, this stupid spirit of suicide and it's no longer going to plague you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you called me. Lord, you put the power of God on the inside of me. You anointed me by your Holy Spirit to deal with the spirit that tormented my family and torments so many other people. I speak to the spirit of suicide, and I curse you. I bind you now in Jesus' name. I speak to the spirit of depression, the spirit of fear and anxiety, the spirit of panic panic attacks. I bind you in Jesus' name. Whatever is bound, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I permit on earth is permitted in heaven. I disallow this spirit now working in people's lives. Be gone in the name of Jesus. I set you free in Jesus' name. Now begin to thank the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that I'm free. I'm free. I got the mind of Christ. I got the mind of Christ. The devil wants to keep you in your head, but you rejoice out of your heart. Lord, I got the mind of Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Begin to praise the Lord. You make praise a part of your day and the devil runs. God has a plan for your life. Listen, if that helped you, please reach out. I want to hear from you. God has a plan for you. Suicide's not going to take your life. This is something that that God has already dealt with, and you need to just come in line with what he's doing. He's got power to set you free. He's got power to remove the heavy bondage. And I believe from this day forth, from that prayer, that thing is gone off of you in Jesus' name. The last time I'll finish with this, but the last time I did a call for suicide, we heard the testimonies of teenagers. Man, when when Pastor Ryan laid hands on me, this, that spirit of something just left me and I feel lighter. I feel more joyful. That's what happened is the power of God that deals with these things. We have to have the power of God in our church. We have to have the power of God in our home. God has a way of dealing with these things. And it's not through a little clinic down at the corner. It's through the power of God. I love you. Bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.